Hello and welcome to another podcast. Blah, blah, blah. Another yeah. podcast broadcasting. No. No. I haven't said no. it in a long time. It's not my fault. No, but I can do it. I can do it better. Hello and welcome to another Destiny podcast. Yet. Broadcasting live from Less City at twitch.tv slash another podcast. Um, so it's a good idea to say all of your contact info very quickly at the start so that people don't catch it. It was more so one single word than in an actual sentence that you just uh, that you just set up there yes. for, in my for, defense, our good, for our good fans. In my defense, we have you have no defense. So much to talk about. That's a fair point. <laughs> that is actually a very fair defense, but still, so much to talk about. Here's Come what on. I was thinking. I've got a little notepad here of a nice order of things oh, to talk about. Good for you. I'm so proud. I figure, why don't we... Co okay, so the two biggest things... Okay, maybe... Well, no. Okay. I think weapon crafting could be one of the three biggest things for us to talk about. However, uh -huh. I haven't really <laughs> wrapped... Like, I haven't, like, really gotten elbow deep into the crafting yet. Like, I have, like, some idea, some thoughts on it, but I don't have, like, a ton, I feel like, that I can, like, speak to about it right now. Right. Um, yeah. So I was thinking... The I two think biggest that's fair because... Yeah, we we haven't really gone in depth in it, like you said, elbow yeah. deep. Yeah. Um. So I figure the two biggest things that we have to talk about are Void 3.0 and the mm -hmm. campaign. Okay. And yeah, I figure that's, that's... we should do those in that order, so that for our seven listeners who haven't completed the campaign yet, they can at least listen to the Void 3.0 section. And then tune out after that, and we'll start yeah. talking spoilers. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that's fair. Yeah, I don't see I don't really see an issue with that personally. Okay. Um, shall we do a lightning round of how was your week? Sure, hit me. Okay, how was your week? Good. I mean, <laughs> my <laughs> it was actually fantastic because we. Uh, so what? What happened? So, something. Something big happened. Something. I don't know. Something, uh, uh, yeah. Witch Queen dropped, clearly. Very clearly. Very, very excited about that. Uh, Newt and I, we, as per usual, we uh, continued our age-old tradition of playing through the campaign together for the first time. Yes. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah. I pushed you way past your bedtime. Yeah, that was late. That was whatever. pretty hilarious. Like, we, we finished the campaign, and he, and he goes, yeah, okay, that was fun. I go, yeah, no, that was, that was great, man. Thanks for staying up. He goes, yep, yeah, no, that was great. Go fuck yourself, and then he left the call. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It was like what a Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, like Thursday, something like that. One of those. I think it was a Thursday. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because I had to leave the next day because I went snowboarding actually for the first time in a few years this weekend, which was so good. I woke up and I was like, "Ow, I have abs." Yeah. Like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> like my entire lower body just pain afterwards, but it was so good. Yeah. It is funny you mentioned that because also Lady Newt and I went rock climbing for the first time in a long time on Friday. No, no shit, eh? Yeah, so I'm like still sore from that. I'm going to start going again. I think tomorrow, oh, it might be too late now to book time for tomorrow, but I'm going to start booking time after work and I'm going to stop there after work. Maybe not this week, maybe next week because, you know, we still got Wish Queen stuff to get through. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, but uh, I would say the biggest highlight of my week was I just dropped fucking 30 g's on a suit for the wedding um yeah you want to run that past us again you dropped how much on a suit wait is a g a hundred or a thousand no a, a g is a thousand my oh, dude what's a hundred 
E F 30 no, Fs. Uh, uh, 30, 13 Fs. C technically. Uh 13 Cs on a on a suit for my wedding. Fuck yeah. Dude. Well, wow. It was technically 1100 for the suit and then I wow. bought you and our 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 other member I bought ties cuz they were on sale. So I bought those oh. and then with wow. taxes and everything it added up to about 1300. Um, yeah, yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I can shape the osteostriga. I should probably do that. Wait, you should. Well, I mean, you can, but try to save up a bunch of materials until you have three of the what is it, ascendant alloys or something. Oh yeah, because then you can like quote unquote masterwork it. I've only got two ascendant alloys, so yeah. Oh, uh, I can also grab it depends one on what level it is. Anyways, we need to shut up about that about that because. We should talk about Boy 3.0. Yeah, I could get into that. So, um, when we ran through the Legendary campaign, we you um, broke from forum and actually played your Warlock instead of your, your Hunter, and you had a, a bunch of fun with that, from what I understand. Yes. Uh, myself, I played the Titan, which is so fucking overpowered and so great. It's everything I wanted from a defender class, and it's I'm I cannot wait to bring it into the raid. Like, there's no way I'm doing anything else other than playing my Titan and just bubbles and barricades all day. I've been experimenting with the um, Mask of the Quiet One exotic of all things, actually. Which, if y'all don't remember, I wouldn't blame you because it came out in the Red War campaign. Uh, the Mask of the Quiet One is a Titan helmet that has the exotic perk Dreaded Visage, which uh, grants ability energy when you're damaged. When critically wounded, you gain re you regain maximum health on kills. So I'm basically constantly regenerating health and abilities uh, while also using my Titan shield, uh, my, my throwable shield, um, with uh, <laughs> Volatile on it just to make everything go boom. <laughs> I was in the thick of it when we were playing the what was uh what's it called the psyops uh like when we were facing off against Savathun's aspects and I just I was literally wading through like enemy like like waves of enemies not even dying at all yeah it was it was fantastic I had such a good time with it it's funny uh, that's actually been my experience as well oh uh, really but on warlock I'm gonna make maybe some people upset by saying this but <laughs> played on Warlock is fucking easy mode. <laughs> Dude, I just proc devour and then I just gain health on every kill. Constantly. Well, it, as 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 Rin said, you, run out. Li you, you literally cannot die. <laughs> it's so good. You're invincible. Dude, yeah, so I, I started on my hunter and immediately I could tell I was like, ah it just isn't quite hitting the right spot you know like it, it's just not quite it doesn't the mm -hmm. hunter build although i did see one interesting build someone worked out where basically you use your suppressing glaive to constantly have invis right but the fun that i used to have is hunters making my teammates invisible which would regenerate my grenade which i would use to regen my invis and so on and so forth. So I was helping my teammates and also doing like decent damage with my, with my grenade and creating wells with that and stuff like that. Uh, right. But that's busted now on Hunter. That does that they've gotten rid of that like game loop. And there's not really like you can be invisible a lot, but there's not like mm -hmm. a game loop like there was before, which was what had me hooked on that build. However, I suppose that's actually a fair point. Yeah. On mm -hmm. Warlock, 
uh, or however I will say. But like I said, that that glaive build looked interesting. So mm -hmm. it was like actually, and actually, there's another one too that was focused around volatile thrown in there as well. But you can run that on any of the subclasses. Yeah, I love I love volatile. <laughs> yeah, but I might take a look at that oh, one on my hunter too. But um, but on warlock, I have this really fun little game loop that I'm using where I because you have the well your grenade as per usual which on warlock right. actually i think it's on every class you can add weaken to your grenade which is great but um i then went on grenade kills and melee kills and mm. quite a few weapon kills uh-huh create a well of void light or a well of void energy whatever the fuck they're called um which refreshes my grenade. At least Warlock doesn't even know how to <laughs> doesn't even know what it's all called. Well, no, not not like I don't mean well like the super. I mean the well like yeah. the little wells of the rift. No. No, the little wells, the the light wells. What are they called? The like the the orbs of power, but they're the wells of light. Isn't that what they're called? The wells? Oh. Yeah, I think so. I think hold on. I think that's correct. Uh, I, uh, let me just look this shit up. Yeah, yeah, go, oh yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they're they're wells. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. Well build. Yeah. I'm gonna guess you haven't used those much. Um, not at all. Yeah. I am like I am. What am I? I'm uh, charged with the light on my hunter, and uh, yeah, charged with the light on my hunter, and then um, war mine cells on my titan. So, yeah. so, anyways. Kills with my grenade, kills with my melee, and quite a few of my weapon kills create void wells, which regens both my grenade and my class ability, which is when I put right. down my rift, gives me healing, but also gives me my child of the old gods, which I shoot out to enemies, and that regens my grenade. So I'm constantly just like, grenade, rift, grenade, rift, grenade, rift, grenade, yeah. rift. And you then figured, you all, of out those, a good build for it. Yeah. all of those are weakening and volatilizing <laughs> enemies. So it's proper good fun. I barely shoot my weapon, except I do actually because I got the Osteostriga and it's amazing. So I, I haven't used the Osteostriga yet, as you probably heard in the beginning of this episode. Like I was like, oh, I can shape it. And yeah. Yeah. I have not made it yet. I've been hearing incredible things about it. But oh, I was, sorry. I was you just... said shape it. I was thinking reshape. Yeah, yeah you should no. shape it. Okay, for sure yeah but uh reshape um, and wait on that yeah uh no i was listening to ddu today i was like just binging uh, at work just to get caught oh my god there goes my light shit uh i was binging to get caught up with their uh with their episodes because you know we love those boys and um yeah the, uh i can't remember was it log who mentioned yes that the monte carlo might be good oh which got me thinking yeah because I loved Monte Carlo back in the day, so I'd like to start using Monte Carlo again. So. Yeah, I was thinking about that on my Hunter. Mm -hmm. That would be fun, because that regens your melee ability. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's been my Void 3.0 experience overall. Um, I just... I like just... it. Like I said, though, I feel like Hunter is... It fell a little short not it's not terrible it's not unplayable but it just doesn't quite like it's not as fun 
as yeah, as the others are. I would um, definitely say that's fair because I think they mentioned that like hunters are at, were already in a pretty good place as it was. They they did they didn't necessarily need like a massive change. Yeah, uh, it's less. Sort of, it's less to do with like, for me, like I know it's still good because you can turn invisible all the time. But it's kind of missing that like gameplay loop dynamic that you can kind of work in with the rest of your fire team oh yeah like there's just like it doesn't quite well i mean that just goes to show that like the synergy that you and i were having in uh in the campaign with like my titan with my barricades and you with your well like like we would we would just slam both of them down like go out do a bunch of dps move up to the next section like uh like trench warfare almost yeah and the combo worked really well it was really nice dude we were once we got that down it was pretty fantastic like I just cannot get over how quickly I get my uh, my my barricade back, and I'm so happy about it. Oh yeah. my god, I'm so happy with it. Yeah, so I think that's like my issue with the hunters. Like, it doesn't really have that aspect right now. Um, well, doesn't it have like uh, like insane invisibility properties? Yeah, but I mean, I could do that before, but I was more useful to my teammates. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, and. Yeah. And now, also, not always the case, but, like, it's kind of based on how many kills you get if you can turn invisible. Or, yeah, it's kind of based on getting kills is how often you can turn invisible. Whereas if you... So if you're in, like, Mm. GMs, you know, it's really hard to kill an enemy, so you're not going to be able to turn invisible as often. And also, Uh, in the Legendary campaign, the issue was, it's like, okay, I can turn invisible lots. That's great which means I can go and help res my teammate if they go down. Right. But now we're punished if you go down, and there's only so many times I can res my teammates. So why don't I just play Warlock, and I can drop healing rifts all the fucking time and just stop that from happening in the first place? <laughs> I guess that's a fair point. Like, yeah. it, it, there isn't just... It, like, the, the role of Hunter just doesn't quite fit in with the, the other two right now, I feel like. Not as mm-hmm. well as before, at least. Um, yeah. Uh, but Warlock is super fun. Yeah, I basically question. just have Devour all the time. Go ahead. How do you unlock uh, extra fragments? Fragments. Yeah. I don't know what you mean by that. Like for for the for your Void subclass, like oh, you've got your aspects I and the think the remaining fragments. ones will be released after the raid oh interesting okay i think is the case i'm not 100 sure on that but that's what i remember hearing from mm. somewhere okay cool. cool 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 uh is there anything else you want to mention about Th- void 3.0 god i've just been i've been experimenting with a bunch of different grenades that i didn't have originally as a titan i've, let, I've really been enjoying the axion bolt uh in pv pve like that's all that's literally all i've done i haven't done any pvp yet i don't really see any reason to just quite yet yeah i haven't done pvp um, yet either no like, it's not even that i'm <laughs> avoiding it it's just like there's so much I ain't to got do. time for that shit like <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh man! Oh my God! I just realized I could use. I didn't realize I could use offensive bulwark for this. We have an overshield or our in, or our inside ward of dawn, and I'm always getting my overshield. Uh, my grenade charges significantly faster. You have increased melee range and damage, and your melee final blows extend the duration of your overshield. Wow! You good. get a, an additional shield throw while in sentinel shield. I should use that instead of bastion. Oh no! Hold on. I like bastion. 
Uh, yeah, that's one that gives me my, my overshield when I'm. Control. Um, oh, but I think that I would have to get rid of control demolition. Oh, see, this is this is what I'm loving about it is I'm I'm spoiled for choice with all of this. Like yeah. like I'm just like oh this would be cool with this setup I have, but I've already I'm already working really well with this. Like oh, it's been so so good. Um, all right, is that void 3.0? I would say so. Yeah, I don't really know if I have anything else to say about it. Like it's nothing but positive stuff. So. Yeah, if we think about other stuff, we could just throw it out there as we go along. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now we're getting into spoiler territories. I definitely recommend at least go finish the campaign if you haven't. I The yeah. way I kind of went about it, I was like, I'm avoiding spoilers for the campaign. The quest, like once I've done the quest, or the, sorry, once I've done the campaign, like kind of like the side quests or the exotic quests after that, I'm like, uh, I won't search out spoilers, but if I see them, I won't be too upset. But definitely go blind into the campaign it's a really good experience absolutely yeah like and if you haven't already <laughs> the fuck you doing yeah <laughs> why are you listening to this <laughs> um so three two one campaign uh it's good my god <laughs> especially i think going into legendary straight off the bat was the best choice um Oh, I, I could not agree more. They yeah, that... they nailed the balance of that so oh, well. It was so good, man. We, we were struggling, but we weren't ever, like, hard stuck and forced to drop down to the easy mode. Like, it was just a good challenge. And they did it without, as many people have pointed out before me, without champions and without match game. Yes. It was which just was... hard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Like, I love that shit. Um, what was, what was I going to say about that though? Like, uh, once again, to like to reference back to DDU, but uh, I was uh, like, you and I were playing, it, and I remember saying like, man, this feels so much like a Halo campaign. Yeah. Like, like actually, like going up against these tough enemies and trying to figure out like what works, like how how to use the level to our advantage. And then I'm listening to DDU. It's like, well, this is just an echo chamber now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I feel like one of the biggest reasons for that. There are no original opinions. And I noticed I'll mention this again when we get to talk about psyops which will be quick but cool. this was something i really noticed in psyops i feel like the map designers nailed the cover aspect of the of the yeah the levels yeah like i know what you mean it was it was just the flow was so perfect to be constantly like pushing up okay throw down my rift now you throw down your barricade and now we're gonna push uh -huh. up to the next section and take out these enemies and then Move up to the next mm -hmm. section, rift, barricade, take out these enemies, push up. Like something about like each level was just it just flowed so nicely in terms of, of using cover to mm -hmm. negate the power of the enemies. Yes, that's um, that's an excellent point. Uh and once I I can't say how good it felt like once we got into that rhythm, we didn't even really have to say anything. Yeah. God, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, fuck, dude, it's so good. It's mm -hmm. so I I was thinking about this. Yeah, uh, well, actually, maybe it was today or yesterday. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Um, so taking like just disregarding like, and like Void three or disregarding um, stasis or anything like that. Just talking about specifically the campaign and like mm -hmm. the world that they place in with it. Stasis? What stasis? Forsaken. <laughs> Beyond Light, and then um, Witch Queen. Mm -hmm. Witch Queen is the strongest, in my opinion. Followed by Forsaken. Followed by Beyond Light. 
Yes, I can agree with that. Uh, so we're not going to mention Curse of Osiris or Warmind at all? Well, uh, I was talking, I'm thinking like the latest, the most latest DLC. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like, the three like when big they ones. When, when they haven't been completely struggling. Yeah, like... Yeah. Because after Forsaken, I think, wasn't it? They kind of... Oh, uh, I guess... I wouldn't well, say it was after they're... Forsaken that they introduced the seasonal pass, right? Yeah, exactly. And then they're they're that's they're they're trying to figure out like what to do with the seasonal pass. Yeah, I so I don't know. I feel like Forsake like Curse of Osiris and and whatever the other one was, <laughs> Warmind. Warmind. They just felt smaller. I think. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, the, and the, they were smaller. Like yeah. at the end of the day, um, so which isn't necessarily to their to their. I mean, we've. Uh, I mean, the talk about those two uh, DLCs has been done to death. Yeah, so. that's not um, what we're talking about. Um, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're here to talk about which queen. Um, I think I would put the those rankings in the same. Oh, Shadowkeep. You forgot about Shadowkeep. Oh yeah, I don't know why I always. Well, I guess about that, I guess that kind of <laughs> places it itself. Yeah, I don't know why. Is it's? It felt like a season. It did enough. for some reason. It was really also, good. The campaign was very short, but it was very good. But there was a lot to do. Like that, it, it's. I think that like Forsaken was a really long campaign, and then there was there wasn't a whole lot to do after that. Whereas Shadowkeep was a short campaign, but then they introduced so much with the moon, like with Eris's uh, weekly, um, like remembrance missions or whatever whatever they're called, where you're helping her work through her PTSD. Yeah. Um, like the uh, like being able to grind for the moon weapons, like to like. That that was kind of like the beginning of Umbral focusing yeah. to a certain degree. Um, Beyond which we Light. nailed both of them. Sorry. Yeah, Beyond, Beyond Light, Light was had yeah. a good story, but was really carried by stasis in terms mm -hmm. of like con actual content like mm -hmm. to do. But which well, I mean, had it was, it was... everything. I mean, which Queen is like the culmination of all of those. Oh, together. agreed. Yeah. Well, because Beyond Light was slashed due to like uh like the entire world shutting down that's true too that's a good point yeah. so like uh, like a bunch of shit was cut from it and uh like so many voice lines were had to be rehashed right at the last second so it, it kind of makes sense that it does like it, it had it had weight to it but it also kind of fell flat on his face which is like that's fair like bungie nailed it with like what they had going for them uh but witch queen god man i cannot tell you how happy i am with it yeah music so, has been incredible as well just to yes know, toss I'll yes. have a little nugget out there for you. And the graphical update has been nice as well. Um, okay, let's see. How do we... So, what was, like, the, your, the highlight of the campaign for you? Like, which mission, if there's a mission that was especially impactful? Or, like, it, or just a moment... I... That was especially there were impactful. there were two moments for me uh the first moment when i the moment i realized that this was going to be a much like ex much of the world itself was going to be a lot more expansive um hold on one second here mm -hmm. um the moment that i realized that was when we were like uh it was within the first mission i think before we met finch where we were kind of like crawling through the through the walls of 17's throne world and then we jumped out in like into this big bright area uh, and then what was it where you had to uh, take down the um, was it the spinning thing like you, you had to stand on the plate and it spun kind of like raising the anchor in Sea of Thieves. You oh, know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? yeah. Where we were like trying to get outside the wall to finish. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So like that section of realizing how massive 
like just the court of Savathun's throne world was, I was like, fuck, okay, this is this is going to be good. It because for me it introduced that that wide open world aspect which Destiny hasn't really had before because Destiny's always felt like yeah, you can land on these planets, but there's very very clearly like a singular path that you can go on. Yeah. With Savathun's throne world, like it's wide open. Like, yes, there are tons of paths, but it's not obvious which one you have to take. Um yeah, and I think there's always like a technique to writing that I've noticed I I enjoy quite a bit and like not just video games but books as well where I think I've mentioned this to you before, actually, where the writer will set up this world and you're like, wow, this is an incredible world and it's like massive. And then mm -hmm. they're like, but wait, <laughs> now you're going to step <laughs> through this door and surprise, there's a whole other part. So I feel like that yep. was like what they really nailed with when, we're, like you said, we're going through Savathun's like palace and her throne world and you're like wow mm -hmm. this is incredible this is beautiful there's like, like, like the set design dark scary yeah. caverns and then there's like beautiful well, hallways like classic, and chapels classic hive architecture yeah. yeah and then you're like wow this is beautiful the savathun's throne world is great and then they're like oh but this is just like the temple within <laughs> her throne world now you're going out the doors into the nearby swamp which is such yeah. a cool aspect um, like the writers basically went just went buckle up motherfuckers you ain't yeah. seen nothing yet like yes uh the second i think and i think maybe the more impactful moments for me were it was um oh god going to the different to the different temples devoted to zivir wrath um yeah uh, oryx and savathun specifically savathun's yes. temple holy fuck man Fucking I've, I've, i i have not been i have osgiliath takoro um well, God, what's the other? What's the other one that we were talking about? Um, well, I think originally I said um, minus Morgul. Minus Morgul, that was it. Yeah. Um, well, when you minus Morgul, what 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 sum do you get? Stop. <laughs> Come on, that was good. Better than the fucking <laughs> idols you come up with for these shit at podcast episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but just the the visual of like walking, you're like, oh, that's a cool. <laughs> that was it's like that's a cool temple oh my god yeah <laughs> just looking down down and down as like how everything was like broken and shattered and melting into the lava like i just could not believe how cool that was the sense of scale mm -hmm. is just immense exactly and the the color scheme was so like grim and like, like uh, compared to Savathun's throne world up above, yeah. Like what she's clearly trying to hide and suppress, like within herself. Yeah. Like I thought that was a really, really good imagery as well. Like these are things that she's clearly trying to leave behind in the past, because it's it's all like falling into decay and not not being upkept at all. And then, as soon as oh God, when we were trying to when we were trying to find the uh, what was it that artifact, you went. I think I know what the artifact is, and I went fuck no he's right i think i know what the artifact is too and just <laughs> sniped it from a mile away i knew it was going to be the white worm the worm familiar um the storytelling was so good i could yeah. talk about this for hours oh my god the twist um, that the darkness tricked the krill telling them that the syzygy was coming trying to like it like spoke through the worm familiar the books of sorrow yeah. were a lie are a yep. lie are based on a lie, at yeah, least. Yeah, based on a lie. Yeah. I like the worm, too. He's funny. <laughs> He's kind of just like... Uh, maybe you haven't heard many of his lines. Once you start doing no, I the haven't. exotic quest, you'll hear him talk a bit. 
He's kind of that's he kind of sounds just like an internet troll. <laughs> well, that's what I've been hearing, but that's actually a different worm that you're talking about. That's Savathun's worm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but the white worm familiar was um, calcified with Wait, time. No, that's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know if you're right about that. You might be, I'm... but you might want to double check that. I'm not sure. I'm pretty certain I'm right about it. That the the white worm familiar is different that being said i haven't played the parasite quest yet because there's the parasite a quest section where and maybe you haven't seen this yet ikora puts the calcified worm on the relic table yeah and like fucks with time yes oh i thought that was her like turning it young again in a way nope, no that was her trying to use the relic uh and the relic showing that it could like move its way through time and she was using that to glean evidence from like uh like <laughs> memories that Savathun had oh, that were yes, you're right. present when she was holding the worm. Yes, because now I remember yeah, because yeah, oh yeah, Marasov gave the worm to Zavala or yeah, to Zavala and Ikora, and then they did the whole thing. Right. I kinda of forgot about that whole scene. Well well, well wait, like wait the a minute. Cut scene where they're in the office, Zavala's yeah. got the worm no, on that's, the desk that's and all the, that. That's oh, that's no. the white worm. Yeah. That's but, the white worm? No. Yeah, yes. That's that's I'm pretty sure that is Savathun's worm when they're Are we sure about that? I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong. We'll have to watch the cutscene again. Because it's not moving. It's it's very clearly dead. Oh, that's true. I don't and know. Savathun's I feel like we need to double check all that. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty certain in my lore on this one. Alright. But... Well, I'm still gonna double check it later. Anyways, yeah, that's what, fair. I was gonna talk about something else completely different. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Well, actually, before we get to that, um, so then, so yeah, going through the campaign is amazing. We learn all that stuff. Um, finally, we get to the end where we fight. Um, big, Savathun. big tall mummy herself. Yeah. Um, it wasn't impossible. It was a hard fight, but I think we got it. We wiped like once, maybe twice. I think just once, and then we finished it. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about um, right. I think we wiped like super early because like one of us died and we we're like, well, might as well just wipe and save that token. Um, and then we learn the whole situation with the fact that Mara did essentially kill Savathun. Is when she released Savathun from her crystal. A piece of it got stuck in Savathun and killed her. Yeah, and she died staring at the traveler, and then. Uh, her ghost came and rezzed her. Amaru. Yeah. Amaru. Um, I'm a little confused as to why he was already all hivey. Like, That's I, the one thing I've been thinking about as well. Like, is it just that he was like edgy like that? Or was it that like that was like part of Savathun's plan? She like had already corrupted a, a, a ghost or something like that. But. Well, God, it's like the way I see it, it's like the way how much effort that they've put into this entire thing. I find it very hard to believe that they would just hand wave the fact that Imaru was already really green and glowing and, and shit like, and hive. -y. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe it, man. I still think like the Nocris storyline still hasn't paid off because while Nocris was learning how to make a throne world from Savathun, Savathun was also learning necromancy from Nocris. Yeah. So I think, and, and Savathun was also, um, as Osiris, Savathun was um, 
oh sorry uh Savathun was also um studying dead ghosts right so i think yeah. that combined with that and um taking sagira's shell i think she was able to create amaru or bend amaru's will yeah as as the first hive ghost i feel like that's true like that's that's um, the only thing that makes sense to me yeah and then we also well we do also find out that a, like all the other hive ghosts were just regular ghosts that decided yes. to um just switch to the hive because they thought because maybe that was what the they hive were worthy do. yeah yeah. Well, because it was it was confirmed that the hive actually were worthy and were going to be chosen by the traveler until they but, were tricked you know, by exactly yeah Someone. by um by the dark witness. But it was by the witness. Was it by the witness? Yes, it was the witness using. Well, no, it was the worm gods that was using the um the witness's power. So oh yeah, so really quick before we get into that, so then. Uh, Savathun is rezzed, or it is revealed that she is um, revived by the ghost, and that's how she came to have all this power. But then right. we also get the cutscene with the witness, which is, well, people have started calling him Megamind. Um, <laughs> uh, a big creepy guy. Well, I guess we don't know if it's a guy, but the, the voice was male. Um, who turns out to be the witness which is the entity, which is the voice in the darkness, who has his revealed talk to Mara at one point and offered right. her to become the witness's um, like apostle, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Um, I there was an exact term used, but I don't remember what it was. So people figured that's what was offered to Callus as well. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense because like Callus was obsessed with the darkness. So, yeah. um, I don't think... And correct me if I'm wrong, but the witness and the winnower are separate things. I feel like I don't think they are. I think they're they're the same being. I I feel like I'm, and this is purely like there's no way of knowing this. This mm -hmm. is just me going off like what I feel like, but it. I really think that. So Bungie, as we know, is moving away from the good versus evil. Yes. And they're moving towards light versus dark. A yin right. and yang sort yeah. of situation. Absolutely. It's, it's it's not the power itself that's evil. It's what people do with the power. Yeah. So, yeah. but the, the witness feels evil. The witness feels like someone who has decided that they control the darkness and are right. working to wipe out because they say there's been enough death, there's been enough light. So it sounds like right. they're almost like, we need to get rid of this whole fucking thing. Darkness, you're out. Light, you're out. Yeah. We're wiping everything. It's somebody who, th well, so the way I see it is that uh, light and darkness are um, aspects of nature. They're naturally occurring one way or another in nature. The Traveler and the Pyramid Ships, they've got to be just like physical representations of that power. Um, I also think that the, the witness is somebody incredibly old, um, incredibly powerful, who was there since the beginning of time, who partook in the flower game, uh, who is trying to bend bend the rules of nature to their to their will. So you don't they're, think they're, that the witness no. is the winner? No, I, I do believe that the witness is the winner because there well, was the gardener on, and the winner, right? Which right. became light and dark. 
Right. Became? Are we sure about that? I think so. I thought they. I thought. I always thought they were just avatars of of the light and the dark. Or well, okay, yes, whatever. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we chat ha- points or says I feel as though the traveler is that gray area between good and evil. That'd be an interesting twist if they're like, oh, turns out, like there's dark, there's gray, mm. and there's light that we haven't even seen yet, and the traveler is actually gray. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting idea. I feel like that'd be a very late game twist to throw into, but it is it is a good idea. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. Anyways, you were gonna say something. Oh, I don't know. Was I? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's there's so much that is, that could be said. Like like we're only we're barely a week out from the uh, from this whole thing. Yeah. I also and we've discussed this previously in game, but I think and hope that we are going to because mars has those time fractures now yes and one of them you can see the buildings of mars are burning within mm-hmm. it which is probably you know we're looking into like a time either during or right after the collapse then so I'm i think hoping... it's, i think it's like directly before because the crops were still you know well that crop-y. was a separate area I guess that's a fair point, yeah. So I'm hoping we'll get to go into like different time fractures and and kind of be like, here's what life was like just before the collapse, during, and then after the collapse, and kind of try to piece together some some ideas of what was happening. I think that'd be really cool to see because they, um, uh, who was it? Uh, Savathun, no, Mara, very clearly stated that um, Savathun was there during the collapse of humanity, and we still don't know why or how. Yeah. So that's that's also another mystery that has to be um, uh, unraveled, I guess you could say. Um, now, now I, I'm not entirely certain if that's uh, going to be one of the one of those hidden reports that that we figure out, or if that's going to be a larger storyline that we're going to get to. Yeah, I just don't know. But that's my theory is that that's going to come into play somehow. Yeah. Um. Really quick, we kind of already talked about it, but um. Moving to a, a less giant topic, uh, the patrol zone. <laughs> I like the patrol zone a lot, um, mm-hmm. which we kind it's of nice. already mentioned, but I really like Finch. I think he's actually a really good character. He kind of brings I... like a K6-esque vibe. To... Yes. I didn't expect to like Finch as much as I did. Yeah. I love his, I don't know, something about the way he talks is like the one thing where he's like, so the fall, it's like he's something about the fall in, and now the ghosts are choosing the hive. Boy, big wheels. They're turning. Don't yeah, get big crushed wheels. or something like like just like yeah. the expressions that he uses are just so funny. Um He definitely fits like that that wannabe gumshoe detective um role, which is hilarious. It's yeah. like it's like he's trying to help so much, but Icor just shuts him down <laughs> so hard. Um I also I think, Oh man. I actually enjoyed because there so there's a a a cheese in the the patrol zone where once you get Finch to level 10, 15, yeah. 15, I think when you get tier three deep site and then there's okay. a super easy, like quick farm to like, just rank up to like 30 in a half an hour. Oh, um, oh, I, I remember seeing something about that. Yeah. I actually really, I, it kind of breaks the game, but it's, it's also enjoyable. It's like, I've already reached like rank 15, like, I feel like it doesn't break the game that much to then go to rank 30. Like, rank 15 is when you no. get the big stuff already, so why not just let people do it? Um, <laughs> uh, I, 
guess that, that is kind of a fair point, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what the Deep Sight Resonance at Tier 3 reveals, so... Well, it just lets you access holding. more secrets. Yeah, okay. Um, one thing... Well, maybe before we get to PsyOps, have you played any Wellspring at all? It's funny you mention that. Are you doing that right now? <laughs> I'm doing that right now. <laughs> um, so that's... I, wanted to, I wanted to be able to say something about it, so... yeah. yeah. It's fun it's, so far. It's fun. It's fine. It isn't really dropping loot right now, which sounds like is not really a design choice. It's oh, really? there's some kind of of miscalculation going on somewhere. They're tracking it, and they're probably gonna adjust that. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, also, well, sorry. Go I'm, ahead. Pick, I'm picking up Engrams like during. Like I, I just picked up a, yeah. a Deep Sky Resonance Fugue, fifty five. So yeah, it's not all bad. Oh, oh, you know what? Also sucked in terms of loot. What's that? The, uh, the exotics you get at the end of the, the legendary campaign. Oh, I remember hearing about this. <laughs> like yeah. sub fifty stat rolls. I mean, I, I <laughs> yeah, it, it does kind of suck, but I can I almost see why they would do it that way. It's like it gets it into the loot pool for you, so that you can now get it to drop in the um, legendary law sectors. Or in the legendary, it, yeah. well, no, like it's no, because now that you own it, it's in your loot pool. No, like, you can get it. Don't those ones only drop? I think those ones only drop from Lost Sectors. I don't know if that's true. I maybe think, the, maybe I think, the second one that you don't pick up. I but... think that's the case, but I'm not sure. Oh, that's a fair point. Sorry. Yeah, I guess the first one, yeah. now that you have it, can drop from anything. But this, I think the second one only drops from the Lost Sectors. But I might... Which makes total sense, yeah, because you, you, you only had access to one of yeah. them. But it's also like, I just did this on Legendary. Like... <laughs> Give you some you legendary the... equipment, but you did. Well, I mean, they do give 15... you the 13, 1520 yeah, 1520 so like... um, armor set, which is a big bump. Holy yeah. shit, that helped a lot to rank up. Uh, yup. I'm. I think <laughs> before Witch Queen, like I think I'm gonna hit the cap before Witch Queen. I'm gonna have time to like rank up my hunter. For Witch Queen, what? Uh, for the raid. Sorry. Oh yeah, probably. Well, I mean, the the, the raid is what thirteen. No, sorry, fifteen thirty. Yes, or well, that's that's. I think people are still a little confused by that. It's like, is that like the max cap? Like yeah, the final encounter know. is fifteen thirty, yeah. or the first encounter is fifteen thirty? Because those are very different things. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, it's very true. But uh, I'll. I actually forgot to write down here. Though, have you gotten to the point where you can go back and do the daily missions on a? I don't think so. Higher. Um, so once you unlock that, that's the best way to get ascendant alloys. That's oh, okay. uh, you have to rank up Finch to gain access to right. those. Oh, uh, do do you know off the top of your head what level that was? I don't remember. Hmm. Okay. Um, but well, I just did wellspring. It's not bad. It's yeah. fun. I I really feel like I should have been listening to the dialogue. But, you know. <laughs> I, I think... mentioned something about the, something about the curse gets weaker every time they attack us. I was like, ah, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been listening to that. <laughs> um, well, you can play it again. And again and again. But I think Wellspring drops it as well, actually. But the best one of the best ways to get the Ascendant Alloys to reshape weapons or to get enhanced traits on weapons is the daily campaign. Okay. Which doing it or the daily campaign mission, which doing it once is fine. But the Ascendant Alloy is a pretty low drop rate. And let me tell you, when you've run that one campaign like five, six times in a row to try to get one ascend and alloy to drop, holy fuck, does it become boring. (laughs) 
where does the uh actually hold on. I, I can just go to finch and i can find out right now um yeah and i've heard like some people are talking about like they've had to do they've done a campaign mission like 10 times and they haven't got one to drop yep. yeah yeah well. so hopefully they'll bump the drop rates on that a Maybe. little bit because yeah. it would be nice to take advantage of crafting we're only a week out. Like guys, we're not even rather we're only a week in. So let's uh let's let's fucking cool our jets here on what we want on what we want and what we're expecting. Um speaking of crafting actually, Just why, saying. why don't we touch on that? Sure. Cuz okay, so we'll preface this again by saying we haven't really got to experience this. This is like first thoughts well, and I'm sure next week we'll have more of an idea of how we feel about it. Well, I just well, I just did something that I'm kind of psyched about, actually, um, because we were talking about crafting before we before we hit, went live here. And there's one gun that I've really been enjoying so far. It's the Syncopation 53 um, Legendary Pulse Rifle, the Suros Pulse Rifle. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Stasis, so it's in the kinetic slot. It's it's so good, man. It reminds me of the um, the lost the the last Perdition uh, Pulse, but you know, kinetic. Yeah. Um. And. I think that's so cool. And so what I did was I, I, I crafted one with moving target and rangefinder. So what it was, it's just the basic shit that you could get. Um, yeah. An, an adaptive frame, um, appended mag, increased magazine size, polygonal rifling for, for increased stability, moving target, rangefinder, and the Sura Synergy trait. Um, and then I tossed on a counterbalance stock mod on it. So I actually want to like level this weapon up because I love my low recoil pulses like if i can make this pulse as much of a laser beam as possible with like as little recoil as possible i'm gonna love it and so with the moving target and rangefinder i think i can actually have a pulse that i can really start to enjoy and love and kind of shape as i level it up yeah it's gonna stack what it's gonna suck when you craft osteostriga and then you never use another kinetic but <laughs> i uh, I've, I've, <laughs> i mean I've, I was gonna say, I've never really followed the trend in that regard like i've never been like oh Ooh, shiny exotic i will always use like mm. it's mean, not just that it's shiny it's that it's fucking amazing <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the fair point. yeah <clears throat> i don't know i think i would like so in terms of crafting well i already said ascendant alloy i think it'd be nice if those were a little bit easier to get not right. like crazy easy because i understand it's for the enhanced traits so you kind of want to make that a bit of a grind Plus, mm -hmm. you gotta rank up your weapon to get to that point anyway, so you're gonna grind it out at that point, so you can, you know, hopefully by the time you get it to the masterwork level, or whatever you're, we're calling it when it's it's crafted up the whole way. But once you get it to that True. point, yeah. hopefully you've had a couple of sudden alloys drop. Um, yeah. But, like, for the Osteostriga to get the masterwork on it it takes three ascendant alloys and that's a lot well yeah. I, mean, I mean it kind of tracks honestly but but like for some people that means plus like 30 plus runs of the daily campaign mission i mean like, that's fair i mean <laughs> i mean like i think it would be okay if it was behind like i'm fine with it taking a long time to get it it's just what it's locked behind doing the same mission over and over I and over yeah. and over and over again like if it was like something that like had variety to it then it would be better 
Um, oh, okay, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not necessarily the drop rate I have a problem with. It's the method to gain it that I have a problem with. Um, right. Obviously, people are not super happy with the material caps, which are like 240 or so of each, I think. No, maybe 250. That would make more sense. Oh, really? Yeah, you, you only get to have 250 of each crafting material. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, the problem is, so Bungie was like, well, we figure crafting is going to solve the issue with vault space because you'll be able to just craft any good weapons. But right. now people are like, well, fuck, I can only carry like a handful of materials. So I better just save a bunch of, of red bar or red border weapons in my vault. Yeah. <laughs> so that <laughs> I can rank those up for more material because there's no better <laughs> way to store my materials. So they've kind of just made the problem worse than better to be honest so hopefully <laughs> they'll maybe bump the, the cap up on those i can see where you're coming from <laughs> uh but overall i think crafting is just a positive like oh, yeah, just, I... it just makes me excited like to go craft a weapon and like make it mine you know it's cool yeah exactly which is what i'm which is why i'm really excited for this pulse rifle yeah yeah, I should actually, that's a good point. I should swap off of the Osteo for a while because I've got that up to the Masterwork now. So I don't really mm -hmm. need to rank it up anymore. So I should start raking up some other weapons instead. Um, Jesus, go touch some grass, why don't you? Yeah, I went pretty hard. Um, <laughs> you went, You did this with the <laughs> What the hell is Qualicore? It's a consumable. What oh, fuck? yeah, I don't actually know what that is yet. I've gotten a it. Strange device of tube glass and chitin. Finch might be able to identify it. It's Neat. for quest line. I've gotten a few, but I'm not really sure what from. But like, huh. they've dropped sometimes, and I don't know what for. <laughs> I really need to just look into like what exactly that is and oh. why I'm doing it. Okay, so this ice tide dude, <laughs> rank level sixty nine. Nice, nice. Just uh, used uh, a deep sight resonance, and I can't open this chest. It re requires refined qualicore. So. Yeah. Oh god. I don't. Yeah. I don't really know what that is. <laughs> Um, I assume it's something to do with like higher deep sight resonances. So yeah, was there anything you wanted to mention specifically about crafting that you haven't already? Not particularly. Um, I I have to assume that there will be more options later on for weapons. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I really hope so. Same here. Like I really want there to be more options because it's mean, fun. I mean, so. yeah. I mean, I guess fool on me or whatever the fuck the expression is. But uh, fool, on, fool nope. on me, dude! Fool I love this so much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember that because that's so good. Fool on me God, for that's... like just assuming that all weapons were gonna be craftable, because that's kind of what I was going oh. in expecting. And then it was like, like actually, you... you have like ten. <laughs> well, you have to assume like later on they're going I, to like. like I pray, it, it make, it, dude. It only makes sense for them to like, so, like start small and then go yeah. larger. Like. Get the balance and is balancing issues out of the way with a handful, and then introduce some more. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I have absolute faith that there will be more, more weapons later on down the line. Like there just has to be. Yeah. Um. Well, the last thing I have on my list is psyops, which we don't need to talk about very much. I will mention again. I said it earlier, but something about the cover in those maps, or it's sorry, fun. maps in that map is perfect. Right. I would. Do you, is there going to be like a weekly rotation for PsyOps? Eventually. I think it'll be the similar to how um, uh, Override worked, where the first week we only had the one, the second week it'll open up another one, third yeah, week. Yeah. 
Uh, I assume there's going to be a rotation. Yeah, I hope so because it would be it would. I've I'm still having fun in it, but yeah. I could get tired of the same map over and over again. Listen, like like the current psyops we we access from the helm, correct? <laughs> yes, yes, that's correct. Is it? It is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a destination node. Let me just double check that here, just to make sure I'm correct. Uh, yeah, psyops battlegrounds oh. arena. Oh, um, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I mean, it has to be like. Um. But uh, I really liked it. Oh, absolutely! It was fun. I've done it a few times. Um, pretty good loot from it. Uh, oh yeah, I like I like the mechanic one. with the um, the the spear. What, oh, what, yeah. What what was it called? The psionic spear. I think so. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Um, I definitely accidentally shot the two friendly scions, or one of them, anyways, <laughs> the first time they spawned. <laughs> well, because the big guy doesn't have the health bar above or a name above his head, it's down at the bottom. Oh, that's true. Yeah, which so there's I just this miss. big enemy running around, and then there's two more big things that spawn in without <laughs> names over <laughs> and top. And you're of like, them. you're like, ah, scion. <laughs> yeah. So I just shot it immediately. Dude, Before I'm still suspicious of was. the Scions. I still don't trust the Scions, even though one of the lore books is kind of, um, not the lore books, but like one of the running themes is of a Scion in the Last City helping us out. Oh, really? That's cool. Which is kind of cute. Yeah, uh, one of them actually runs, uh, he runs into Mithrax, which is uh, pretty sweet. No, oh, that's funny. Yeah, like literally like in the, in the streets, like like bumps into Mithrax and Mithrax is like, like my apologies, like my, uh, <laughs> my friend. And then it shows like how the Scions communicate. It's like different... Um, senses and imagery that wash over the brain yeah it's like what was it um it's like shifting yellow panes of like shifting like warm yellow panes of glass that translated into like laughter basically oh yeah so yeah it's it's really cool to see that um there's that but i still don't trust the sounds just as a whole because we know that they all have a um kind of a, like a shared consciousness and a shared plan from season of the chosen yeah so, I don't know. We'll see. Like that. I mean, obviously, you can't generalize because that's what Destiny has been about so much these days. Is you can't generalize an entire race based on the actions of a few. So. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last end of my list. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up, Ooh. mention, talk about? Um. Well, I was going to talk about some lore for the first time in a long time, but we can save that till the end. Once I'm done with this lost sector. Okay. Because I think this is the end. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Um, We're at one hour right now. So get me out of here, ghost. I got to go start making supper soon. Yeah, that's fair. I already made ghost. <laughs> Dolls are stoked for the lore. Right. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about? I mean, I'm sure there is, but. God, there's so much. Yeah. I think we'll probably have a better handle overall next week yeah on things that really stood out to us because right now my brain is just a big soup of of sabbath <laughs> roll it back <laughs> try again <laughs> um so what i wanted to do is i actually wanted to run over the um the tusked uh, the tusked allegiance uh lore that comes on comes with the the new seasonal um art like cabal themed armor which for the record that the titan helmet looks sick yeah <laughs> it looks so good 
Like it might be a new one to rival my uh oh what is it called? My Midnight Exigent helm, but we'll see. I'm pretty I'm pretty attached to that one. But I don't really know what these are about. I'm kind of going in blind. Uh, I did confirm that the the same the same lore pieces are uh, it's it's the same across all three different classes. So Titan, Warlock, Hunter, um, like it's not specific uh, as it was in Season of the Hunt. Um, but we might as well uh, get into it. So uh, sit back, grab a grab some grab some water because uh, your boy Cole is going to talk about some lore for a bit here. So the first one is the Tusk Allegiance Helm, and the tagline is, They are an insult, a stain that's our duty to wash away, and that's Lord Saladin. Again, Soktal, fifth of the light, felt flames surge through his body as he was resurrected. He became aware of many things at once, the altar beneath him, the roaring of acolytes, the powerful grip on his shoulders, which even now began to crack under the pressure. Above him, a trio of wizards held his ghost tight, its bleached shell ensnared by ebony tendrils of controlling spellcraft. It pulled against the bonds, but could do nothing but look down at him helplessly. Sing of her lies. Speak of her truths. The voice was everywhere. As Soktol strained to sit up, something slammed him down, pounding his chitinous skull into the stone again and again. He screeched as the bony frail surrounding his face splintered and snapped loose. He felt his jaw dislodge, felt his own teeth crush against his face, felt himself crack and shatter blackness and then again as as his shell knit and restored soul fire and restored soul fire flowed anew Soktol, fifth of the light shuddered awake the acolytes roared again the, the they crowded the altar surrounded by a haze of green Soktol peered upward at the ogre pinning him against the altar it tightened its grip on his shoulders claws crackling with wrathful energy it shook its massive head crowned in an emerald corona and bellowed in a voice that was not its own your strength becomes mine, as will hers. Speak. Soktal concentrated the light in his armored hand and began to form a grenade, but the shrieking acolytes reached forward and tore his fingers apart in their claws. Soktal bared his teeth and hissed up at the ogre, whose eyes rolled with fury as a blast of soul fire erupted from its mouth. Soktal opened his jaws to howl as he was obliterated. Blackness. And then, again. What do you take from that? <laughs> Oh, to be honest, it took me a second to realize it was a it was a hive. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, there are two major things to take from that. Well, the one the one thing I like the most is like how this is Bungie's way of getting around the T for teen rating. <laughs> yup. <laughs> yup. Um, oh, it's good shit. I don't know. It's. I guess I'm just trying to figure out like why exactly they're doing this. If they're trying to subjugate him, or if they're trying to like awaken his powers, I can't. Really... No, his powers are already awake. Awoken. Think about what he's. Uh, think about what the uh, ogre is saying to him. Sing of her lies. Speak of her truths. And um, a trio of wizards held his ghost tight. Its bleached shell ensnared by ebony tendrils of controlling spellcraft. It pulled against the bonds, but could do but could do nothing but look down at him helplessly. He's not here by choice. Yeah, so... I think these are minions of Zivura Wrath trying to figure out how he got the light, and they're trying to figure out how Savathun got the light. Sing of her lies, speak of her truths. Like, tell us everything you know, basically. Maybe. I think it's a pretty simple interrogation scene that the Hive have going on here. What's the next one? The next one 
is the Tusked Allegiance Gauntlets. If this is a test, we shall not fail. Lord Saladin. Get ready for this one. Crow was already reloading when the strange hive's lifeless body crashed to the floor, forest floor. Glint flew towards the corpse without a word. Crow pretended not to notice and kept walking through the woods. He's been in a mood all day, Glint thought with a static sigh. He could use some time alone. When he reached the hive, Glint re uh, resisted the ab absurd reflex to scan it for compatibility. Haha. <laughs> Instead, he simply assessed, noting the strong arms that could handle the recoil from heavy weapons. The thick shell... Uh, built to absorb all manner of firepower. The remains of a bony shield that sizzled nearby, powerful enough to protect. The space next to Glint fluctuated as a bone-white hive ghost appeared. <laughs> the two froze warily in midair. Hey, the hive ghost whispered after a moment. It's okay. Its voice was surprisingly soft. Its green eye flickered reassuringly, and it began to focus light. Glint bobbed unsteadily. Crow was 50 yards off, moving carefully through the trees. You shouldn't... It'll be all right, it said, and hovered lower to the ground, pouring light into the fallen hive. The surrounding ferns trembled with the sudden flow of energy. Wait, Glint pressed, but the ghost ignored him as the thick armor of the hive began to reform. Crow! Glint screamed, Crow, here! And he flew to him without turning back. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of, of, of the the hive ghost just, sup, bro? <laughs> <laughs> And that's the thing. I don't necessarily think that these ghosts think they're doing anything wrong. Yeah, no. Like I mean, Fish been... thought he was doing the right thing until he decided Didn't. he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Doll says it feels like a scene from a comic book. It definitely does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some of the ghosts just like they're they're just working off of their basic instinct. So can't really fault them for that. Uh, so next is the Tusked Allegiance plate. God, tusked allegiance is a tough thing to say. <laughs> Just tusked in general. I believe not that the light was good, but there, but that there is goodness in those who defend it. I still do. Lord Saladin. All of these are prefaced by Lord Saladin, which is kind of fitting because he's kind of like the ambassador um, for, for, uh, of the vanguard. Mithrax delicately pushed the low curtain aside as he entered the bedroom. To Excuse me. <laughs> All right. Tall shelves crowded him, cluttered with relics from Mercury and beyond. Piles of intricate scrolls, silver hourglasses that turned of their own accord, ceramic pots of red soil sprouting delicate metallic vines beneath glass domes. Oh. An enormous feathered mantle was mounted carefully on a wooden stand and crowned with a bird-like cowl. The hulking form of St. Fourteen sat in a wooden chair facing the bed where, impossibly small beneath the blankets, rested the man known as Osiris. Mithrax rapped politely on the doorframe. My friend, Saint Fourteen said, it is good of you to come. Mithrax approached Saint and bowed. It is an honor to be invited, he said. These visits are pleasant to me. He held out the covered dish he was carrying in his lower arms, but Saint's eyes remained fixed on Osiris. Oh, he brought food. <laughs> the Titan took a ragged breath. His voice was a hoarse whisper. Could the Scion machine connect my mind with his so that I might share his dreams? That was like Japanese and then Russian and then French. Yeah. <laughs> so that one that got away from me a little dreams. bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'll get it back. Mithrax felt useless. He spoke softly. The scion tells me the subject must have residual activity for a reading, and Osiris has been asleep very long. Besides, the connection you seek joins the light of one being to the light of another, and Osiris is lightless, yes. Saint finished flatly. 
He leaned forward in his chair, his elbows on his knees, hands clasped before him. He was silent for some time. I will let him sleep alone, Saint finally said, and caressed Osiris's hand with impossible tenderness. When he wakes, we will dream together once more. He adjusted the blankets, stood, and nodded toward the covered dish Mithrax still clutched awkwardly. I am hoping that is not more eggplant, he said. Mithrax coughed on his ether. The eggplant is most nourishing, he protested weakly, and Saint groaned. Aww. <laughs> That's a good one. That's cute. I like that. I guess there's not really much to pull from that one. It's just Mithrax being a good friend. Yeah. All right. Two more. The tus tusked allegiance and grieves, so of the legs. Meet them head on. Let us see whose light burns more brightly. Lord Saladin. Isn't that like a quote from the Iron Banner? I don't know. Mm. I don't pay attention to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Basque materialized near a low wall and zipped to where Joler had collapsed. The ghost began to focus his light when incoming fire sent him spinning to the ground. What did I tell you about dying in the open? The little ghost cried in frustration. Determined, he rose into the air, but the Hive Knight was already charging across the Trosselin cobblestones. A sudden explosion of void energy took the knight by surprise, but it dodged the pulsing shockwaves of a vortex grenade. A tall warlock in a worn green robe leapt from the tree line and slid to a stop before Basque. She hastily formed a ball of light in her palm and slammed it into the ground. Delicate wisps of energy began to rise from the soil. That's not gonna help, Basque worried angrily. The warlock stood, sheltering Basque with her body as he resumed his focus on Yoller. The knight screeched and resumed fire. A volley of shredder bolts doubled the warlock over, but the energy seeping from the rift gave her strength and, uh, to keep standing. Thanks, said Basque sheepishly. Don't mention it, she said, gritting her teeth through the gunfire. A blinding burst of energy surged as Yoller rose to his feet, body shimmering with light. He braced himself and lobbed an orb of unstable energy that reduced the knight to howling ash on impact. Appreciate the assist, Yoller said to Basque and the warlock as he brushed dirt from his decrepit boots. These guys are stronger than I thought, but it's nothing a Nova Bomb can't handle. The Warlock inspected the damage to her robe. What's going on with these Hive? I don't know, Yaller said. Lord Saladin sent a group of us down to figure out another blinding burst of energy surged by. The knight rose to his feet, a body shimmering with light. The Guardian stood frozen in horror. Since when they can do that? <clears throat> Since when can they do that? Basque squeaked, and the fight began in earnest. So, just more examples of the Lucent Hive being everywhere. And then the last one was probably the best one so far. He solo supered a knight of all things. Now, well, it was it was a light bearing knight there, dolls. <laughs> uh, okay. The tusked allegiance mark or the class item. We are what we survive. They will not be guardians, Lord Saladin. This is a short one. The hollow guardians fell into shocked silence as Commander Zavala's silhouette loomed over the table. A hooded figure sat, subtly enveloped by the shadow, and leaned backward until his head bumped against Zavala's chestplate. He tilted his chin up and craned his neck to fix Zavala with an upside-down smile. His hood fell back. What's the f with the big face, Big Blue? Drifter said. Somebody's got to teach him how to play offense. Get this out of my tower. There was iron in the, in the titan's voice. An old fear split Drifter's face. He leaned forward, swept the contents of the table into his knapsack. Tangled cables, a red lens, shards of bone, a green eye spinning madly in a jar of thick fluid, and left without a word. 
That's weird. <laughs> Someone has to teach him how to play offense? Is that what he said? Yeah, that's what he was saying. Get this out of my tower. So he's clearly talking about... He's talking about Gambit, I think, with somebody's got to teach him how to play offense. I think so, yeah. And then get this out of my tower. Just a bunch Tangle of shit. <laughs> Tangle cables, a red lens, shards of bone, a green eye spinning madly in a jar of thick fluid. What is that? A green eye? Like the one that the hive eye. ghosts have? Maybe, yeah. Do any other enemies have green eyes? I don't think so, right? Tangle cables, the, a red lens. The red no. lens makes me think of Vex. The red lens make me, makes me think of Drifter's ghost, which has a red eye. Oh, yeah. I don't know. The green eye has to be a ghost. I mean, maybe. Or it might just be a bunch of random things that the writer wrote down. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be more, but we'll see. Yeah. I feel like there there's more to it, but we'll find out. Hmm. Yeah, but that's uh. Th so those are the uh the five lore entries from the uh the seasonal armor. Very nice. God, there's more reading than I've done in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said before, I'm sure we'll have some more concrete opinions <laughs> for next season or next um episode. And I believe so. Season. I think I'm going to do a little bit more build crafting with some uh, some exotics that I haven't used in a very long time. Yeah. Like, I want to try and use, um, oh, like, would Paragon Greaves be anything? Bonus damage on Airborne Shoulder. Oh, Airborne Shoulder Charge. That could be good. With the, um... oh, apparently the Heart of Inmost Light has been doing a lot of good stuff. Yes, I uh, that one. Using an ability, Grenade Melee or Barricade empowers the other two abilities. Empowering, empowered means abilities have faster regen, melees and grenades do more damage, and Barricades have more hit points. That's awesome. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I have All a right. good Heart of Inmost Light? Shall we finish? And yeah, we should probably call it. Go play Destiny? Well, I might have to make supper in a bit here, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go and uh, make some food as well in a bit here, but... Uh, oh, not not make some food. Have, have like, the rest of my dinner. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I could, I could probably be on for a little bit later. Alright. Where can people find you? Oh, well, you know, up here in Canada. Um... Uh, oh, by the way, one last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Um, fuck Vladimir Putin. <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, that's all I really have to say on the subject. On that, <laughs> yeah, that's um, pretty succinct. <laughs> I mean, I stand with the Ukrainian people. Fuck Vladimir Putin. Russian warship. Fuck off. That's a good one as well. So, yeah, uh, people can uh, on on that. People can find me at ADP Colossus. Uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, uh, still waiting for some uh, commissioned art to come in. Actually, we've been having some troubles with uh, actually getting it sent to my email for some reason, um, but uh, that should be resolving itself relatively soon, hopefully. Um, so you guys will be seeing that uh, when the when the art comes in. I'm considering doing a bit of a name change to Canadian Colossus. I haven't checked if it's free yet, so we'll see. But um, you heard yeah. it here first, folks. Claim <laughs> that name and charge him fifty bucks for it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, after you're done sealing my name, Newt, uh, where can people find you? Ah, uh, you know. I do. <laughs> I do. 
does anybody else who knows you know you talk about nobody listening to this podcast <laughs> hey <laughs> i don't say the name enough... of the podcast i just don't say mine i guess that's a fair point another desi podcast on twitter twitch itunes spotify i guess if you're already listening to this you probably know those last two at least um sure. yeah Oh, uh, one thing I'm going to ask about actually how uh, how are we on the next coming up on the next episode of uh, Nerds of the North slash on on Thin Dice? <laughs> Not great with the whole ah. witch queen. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good point. Well, I do know that a bunch of people uh, are still interested. Yeah. So we've met, like, and not just people that we've met through the community, like other people. So. After the raid. Yeah, which I don't even know we're going to complete at this point because we cannot find a sixth. Yeah. So. That's we'll fun. figure it out. We always do. No, we don't. <laughs> okay. Bye. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll catch you I'll catch you next time, Newt. Hopefully, we can get a get our third our third. Whoa, God, what was his name? The the guy who always, who used to be on this podcast. What happened? What happened? <laughs> that to is him? actually for a point. We should address that. Starlight's like not gone. It's just that he hasn't been able to be on an episode in a long time. Yeah. Like he's, he's been, still he's a been host. Like, yeah. He's <laughs> been stupid busy. It's like we haven't had a falling out or anything. Yeah. It's, it's, just been... it's just the schedule's never worked out. Yeah, exactly. He's got the weirdest goddamn schedule on the planet. One day he'll be back. One of these days. Okay. I think we can get the episode uploaded uh, tonight. Yeah. Uh, I will uh, do it tonight because it's Monday, so I feel bad if it goes later than that. Just in time for reset. Yeah. Just in time for all this information to be null and void. <laughs> Speaking of void. Dude, we didn't even cover the TWAB. There wasn't much. Yeah. Bye. Fair. Bye. Bye.